Welcome in, coming to you from the Concurrent Media Network in the heart of Citrus County. However, you're making this part of your day, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, through the Concurrent mobile app or website, I am sure glad you're joining. I have one brief topic of a podcast for you today, in part because we are one week from the primary election and my candidates would kill me if I spent too much time doing this rather than overseeing their campaigns, but also in part because my second topic of these shows is usually a response to the Chronicle commentary, and I plan to write in depth about that on Thursday, so that will take the role of the second topic here. Either way, I hope to bring you a constructive few minutes and challenge you to think about local public affairs in a different context than the way uh, you currently were in such a manner that only the concurrent can bring you. Hope you're doing well. Let's get right into it. At the University of Florida, your first semester of the doctoral program are classes that are pre-selected for you. Everyone has to take the same thing. And one of these is an intensive weed-out class called Perspectives. It's taught by a career Washington Post reporter, not a career academic professor. And he's tough. The syllabus is over 60 pages long, and you're quizzed on it. He overlaps several different disciplines, such as philosophy and psychology and, and journalism, of course. And he's just... A stern, confident man, six foot three, rides his bike to work every day, even in the rain, even in the early mornings, and he's in his 60s. This guy is a force. But it's because of this intensity from him that I will always remember that famed Washington Post executive editor Ben Bradley died in the fall of 2014 while I was enrolled in Perspectives. I saw a different side of this professor after it happened. He was vulnerable, shaken, and without. There's a beautiful concept in psychology with a horrible name. It's called transactional memory. That sounds objective, harsh, and even cutthroat with that first word. But in fact, there's nothing sweeter. It's the idea that we store parts necessary to our lives in others. Your grandkids can teach you how to use the TV remote. Your kids can help you with important paperwork. Your spouse either mows the lawn or does the laundry or remembers your Netflix password. Because we store these things in others, we don't need them in ourselves, though we know that they are still part of us. So... When this person dies, we lose that. And we incorporate this concept into how we talk about this. We say, it feels like a part of me has died. Transactional memory says that's exactly what happened. You stored these parts of you in the other person, and now you no longer have them. Most transactional memories occur with somebody who is personal to us, somebody who we trust unconditionally, which is how we can let it go out of ourselves and into them, these memories into others. But a rare few do elevate themselves to the level of representation. Think about losing a parent. 
we don't store memories in them necessarily, but rather principles and ideas. Ben Bradley was that to many in the Washington Post during his time, from Watergate to his death 40 years later. And that was evident in my professor's face. He had lost something, something meaningful, something intangible, but very real to him. And it changed him for a little while. Our mean son of a gun of an educator was a soft and compassionate friend. We had dinner at his house. He told the stories from his time at the Washington Post. And eventually, it went back to the way it was. But not until he had time to heal. Let's bring this back to local. The Chronicle over the last week has run two pieces, but the first one has taken particular scrutiny from the public, which was about candidates and their endorsements. The Rebecca Bays campaign will look at some of the endorsements which were not accepted from them because they were not what the Chronicle is looking for uh, and think, my goodness, they are protecting John Murphy. The Diana Finnegan campaign will look at their ties to John Labriola and the Southern Poverty Law Center recognized hate group Mass Resistance and say, how dare they? What a biased paper. But I look at this story and I say, I know this. I've seen this. They're grieving. Publisher Emeritus David Arthurs represented this idea that the newspaper could be a tool of community good. So when I read the endorsements focusing particularly on the connection to the hate group, I don't see it as being about Rebecca or John. I don't see it as being about Diana. And I don't see it about as being about Labriola. It's about Mr. Arthur's. It's about honoring his memory. It's reaching out into the void of where transactional memory existed and recognizing that that piece of them is no longer there. And as scary as that can be, the new leadership team at the Chronicle is learning to stand on their own without it. Now, I disagree with this approach to journalism, and I'm going to be highly critical of it on Thursday, but my gosh, it brings me to tears while writing this, because during this time of high stress, of fierce competition, is there anything more beautiful than witnessing people, professionals, coming of age to try and defend the honor of their elders? I don't think so. And even though it might feel like criticism on Thursday... I hope today's podcast conveys to all those who Mr. Arthur's touched, to whom he inspired, I sincerely am sorry for your loss. That's all from the Bobby Winslow Show. Follow the concurrent on social media. We'll be back next Tuesday at noon. Maybe primary election, probably throw that off. If you want to join this conversation, find us on social, concurrent Facebook, Twitter, go to the website, post on the discussion boards. Remember to vote.